Hi, welcome. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. I'm so glad you're here with this weekly podcast. And I appreciate it if, when you listen to this, if you listen to it on Apple, if you take a moment and just add a ratings to it, that would be so great. So many people listen to it, and I'd love to hear what they have to say there. Or feel free to write me at janajangoldstein.com. And I would love getting your messages or your comments or questions. And I'm so thrilled you're here. Um, Every week we try to reframe something that's going on in our lives. And uh, I'm kind of excited that a few of you have written in and called this the Positivity Podcast. And you, you know, we get so much negativity all the time. And that kind of raises the issue of what I want to talk about this week, which is a different kind of news. Because if anything, this past uh, this past year, uh, we have been getting you know bombarded with news uh, certainly all the time. Live, we begin this today with breaking news headlines. I mean, and you hear that, and and you you just know where the news is going to be. It's either all COVID all the time, all politics all the time. Something's wrong. Something's awful, and um, and there are glimmers of hope, and I'm going to mention them where they come when it comes to news but it reminded me you know uh, years back when I was uh, teaching that it seemed back then that every time I opened up a newspaper turned on the evening television I was hoping for one thing and that's been true all this past year which is different news uh put it another way I was hoping for a different kind of news What I was hoping for is something more like, at the top of our news tonight, the return of autumn. Leaves are more brilliant than imagination. Stay tuned. Or uh, something like random acts of kindness and the spiritual stock market soaring. Politicians at a loss. Or maybe we interrupt with breaking news. School children have gone ballistic, launching a massive poetry for shut-ins program in a national outpouring of consideration. They have issued a challenge to all citizens to take up the pen. Hey, I can dream. You know, I found a, I listened to this wonderful poet, um, uh, Amanda Gorman, at, at the uh, at the recent inauguration of uh, President Biden. And, um, and it reminded me of something about young people, not only her passion, but something Maya Angelou said who happened to be a predecessor of of uh, the young poet um, when she read it uh, at an inauguration. And she said, we're all creative, but by the time we're three or four years old, someone has knocked the creativity out of us. Some people shut up the kids who start to tell stories. Kids dance in their cribs, but someone will insist they sit still. By the time the creative people are 10 or 12, they want to be like everyone else. And that's kind of true of the world we're given. You know, sometimes we try to stifle the kids' creativity, and that also goes with the way they want to change the world. Um, Look, uh, the world, as far as my life has been, has often been steeped in a plethora of terrorist acts and anthrax exposures, and there's been war on foreign soil and crime reports and arrests and conflagrations. And this past year, it's been all about a pandemic and 
all about issues that are happening in the political world and you know we're may not be all vaccinated yet and we can pray for the hope and, and we can pray for the health of our country and the world over because we really need to help the world but we are inoculated daily with the terrifying the really bad and the ugly and even when hatred is rooted out somebody's son or daughter is going through some disease as we have been going through and every so often a little good news creeps in but it's rare And it's hard to blame the journalists who are reporting the news and doing their jobs, at least some of them are. Or are they? Are they instead practicing selective reporting? I mean, the leaves are out there turning and coming back after the winter, and acts of kindness do exist all over, whether a light shines on them or not. Children are writing poetry in classes throughout the nation, even though it maybe at home through Zoom right now. I'll tell you a lesson I learned, a a fairly troubling one, concerning the news business. And I learned it from a master politician and someone I considered a very decent man, and this was the late mayor of Los Angeles, Tom Bradley. It was a brilliant autumn day in L.A., and some 75 students and several teachers from the day school where I was teaching had made an important and provocative decision, you see, The previous year, a great deal of attention had been paid to L.A.'s Olympics and constructing new businesses and upgrading facilities, all to showcase the city of angels before the world. But many felt that little, far too little, had been done for the poor and the indigent in the city, and the lack of attention to the human condition was glaring. So rather than wait for politicians or news agencies to focus attention, the children decided they would lead. They had a strong desire to make a difference. They wrote a a song about the need to act, its lyrics expressing idealism and challenges. The teachers and I channeled their enthusiasm into an act of public protest. And here was the plan, to march on City Hall, a children's crusade, to throw not stones, but ideas, to demand not political favors, but political leadership. News stations, the LA Times, Associated Press, the local weeklies, all the television stations, they were all duly informed school children would be marching on City Hall and would be met there by the mayor. They would deliver a challenge to elevate the lives of the poverty-stricken, the hungry, and the homeless. Furthermore, they had a plan. Now listen, a handful of educators and 75 junior high students were proposing that businesses and schools in the city adopt a social agency, be paired, basically, to form a partnership. Businesses would help with finance and material goods. Schools could provide the human engine, creating a community service component in which students would assist with an after-school workforce that would promote emotional and moral development. And look, our contingency simply wanted the mayor and political leaders to put some leverage and weight behind this idea. And the group felt that the press coverage of the kids' appearance at City Hall not only would illuminate the need for a major new citywide policy for the poor, it would also expose the children's leadership. And quite frankly, the idea was to shame business and civic leaders into action. 
something I think we need to do right now. Shame our political leaders into action. So much needs to be done for our country and for the world. And there are people of goodwill working on it, but oh my gosh, when we saw people take to the streets, we just are reminded of the fact that this is a country in which children should be elevated to believe that they can make a difference, to believe, as William Butler Yeats says, that education should not be the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. We wanted to light a fire under these kids, and and we had, and the kids themselves were excited back then. So back there at City Hall, we showed up, Posters were created, the campaign theme song had been rehearsed, speeches were composed and facts checked and rechecked to ensure credibility. And finally that day arrived and we did show up. Spirits were high, news releases, phone calls had gone out. City Hall, through Mayor Bradley's office, had proven receptive. It was going to be some day for L.A., some special day for 75 kids with dreams of making a difference for the educators anticipating this wondrous occasion where lessons taught would be translated into deeds, ideas into values, and values transformed into action in the streets. As the bus approached City Hall, our hearts were pumping. Uh, There was a palpable lightning of spirit filling us as we prepared to see television cameras and news reporters and the press covering the historic meeting of school children and city leaders. Now, as we turned the corner onto the City Hall property, I cautioned the kids not to speak to reporters before we had made our presentation to the mayor. With visions of headlines that would shake citizens from their business-as-usual attitude, we approached City Hall. But rounding that corner, we were struck by the sight of a plaza filled not with news vans and photographers, but normal everyday passers-by and a group of Japanese tourists. As the students and teachers trooped slowly off the bus, realization dawned and silence grew palpable. I watched as these kids descended the steps and took in the crushing fact that the reporters hadn't shown up. Not a one, nada. The press had passed the story by. And I'll tell you, the look on the children's faces would bury hope itself. As we drew near to the entrance of City Hall, the door opened, and there was Tom Bradley, a man of his word. Looking at the children, he was confronted by their sadness. I explained to the mayor the kids had been told there would be massive press coverage. It was a major story, after all. Children challenging the city, becoming a voice for justice, a sign of what's right in the community. Surely we needed such different news to be made in our city and in our world. Then Bradley gave a cold lesson in the reality of news coverage. Shaking his head, he looked at the assemblage of idealism and said, the sad truth is, if you pick up stones and throw them at the windows of City Hall, this would be news. A rebellion they would cover. I'm sorry the press didn't feel it was worthy. Oh, I've often thought of that when I've seen outbreaks of violence in our country and other good news of communities working together, reaching out to one another has often not been covered. Nevertheless, Tom Bradley insisted that they had a message message and they should deliver it. 
And who's going to hear it, said one of the kids. And Bradley smiled. Well, how about me? And with that, the kids leapt into action, sang their song, delivered their speeches. Their heart-filled case they made to an audience of one. Did it make a difference? Yes and no. They found someone who cared enough to listen. They learned to distrust adults in the media who had promised to cover so poignant a story, but who clearly were nothing more than moss drawn to the hottest news flame. But could the flame be hotter than trying to change the world? Hotter than making a difference where a difference was badly needed? Hotter than school kids stepping up and into their community, galvanizing it to lift up the downtrodden? It may be my naivete, but it seems to me we could all use more light like that in our world. And that's why I've been so thrilled when I've read of people like Greta Thunberg and Malala Yousafzai and David Muir featuring America Strong at the end of his news coverage. It's And John Krasinski during this uh, pandemic with his Some Good News. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. By the way, I should mention that the lead story that night in L.A. had to do with a white-collar worker swindling his company out of thousands of dollars, and the next story was about a rape. The print press the next day dealt with a story of airline strikes and a featured report on the deteriorating traffic conditions of L.A.'s freeways. So what did the children do? They went on to adopt the Chrysalis Center on Skid Row in Los Angeles. They led a drive to collect clothing and raise funds so the needy could get a hand up. The agency sent thousands of people now back to productive lives, and in their own small way, these school kids helped make it happen. Only the world never knew about it. Work stoppages, strikes, just like pandemics, make better news copies sometimes than the goodness of their hearts. But we see a glimmer of hope since those days. As I mentioned earlier, the young people raising their voices or celebrities featuring good news. Harriet Tubman said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Each one of us can make a difference in the lives of our fellow human beings, make news of which the universe takes note. In a small way, we can each help tip the balance away from negativity and toward affirmation. Heck, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And that's what each of you listening to it are trying to do. Bring a bit more light, a bit more lift into the world. For my money, no matter what made it onto the television or into print, the kids back then were the real story. They still are. Come on. Let's see what we can do in the coming week and weeks and months to create a different kind of news and to celebrate it. Those are the stories that matter. They mattered then. They matter now. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.